morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites and our mates at supercoachchampion.com.au and our friends at gummyfuel.com.au. Hit them up on Twitter and Instagram. Almost forgot my line there, Bombs. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And while we might just have a little bit of instinct this week, Corey goes, oh, oh, the boys are here, Corey. Fuck me. This is going to be carnage, I reckon. Uh, but before we have, well, probably not as big a carnage as my little uh, impersonation of instinct there, Corey. But before we have a little talk about that, mate, where can listen to us on social media? Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Bumps the sign-ups for the Cup are in. We can't not take any more on. So you had to be in before the month started. We had a couple of people sign up and uh, welcome our young mate Engo, who's been around for a while. He had a jumped in the chat the other night and had a, a bit of a talk. I've spoken to a fair couple of fair... Ugh, good words. Spoken to uh, a few new Patreons in the last probably week and a bit. Been, it was uh, it was one that joined us, active. one that joined us straight up for the Friday night chats. He he was all right, that guy. And fucking Ingo, Corey, I'll tell you what, if, if he doesn't remind me of fucking some distant relation of mine, Corey, then I don't know who would. There you go, my friend. There you go. Um, how'd you go last week, Bumps? Uh, I think I was just short of twenty two hundred. It was like twenty one ninety eight, top of my head. I think it was um, down about three fifty odd spots to what am I at now? Seventeen oh nine. And I had a twenty one eighty one, which took me back out of the top ten k. Um, yeah, pretty fair. So I beat you again. Yeah, yeah, knocked me off this week, all because I captain Grundy. Oh, I didn't have Cam Guthrie, so evens. I'd call you Dawkins come on for a 56 over Guthrie, so that's, that's uh, fucking put me 70 points short. Pretty good. Pretty good? Oh, oh. Who did you VC? Ah, oh. uh, Gorn. Now, see, you're one of the Muppets, Corey. You <laughs> yeah, are... but I was calling 150, and in all fairness, I was on track for about 150 anyway, so... I, I, look, I'm not going to blame anyone that took Grundy. I mean, injury's unfortunate. He was flying. This is why you bank the points. We had remember two weeks ago when when there was a, that discussion about lines and, and the bloke that ranked number three overall herb. Oh fucking you know, I wanna go Oliver, oh, fucking yeah, one twenty uh, mate, just bank the one twenty nine. And am I right in saying he didn't bank the V C this week and he went grundy? I think so. Ah, oh, fuck me, Corey. Hey, See, at least if you at least if you listen to my advice, you would have got it right one out of two times. Extra extra four points, still I'm probably taking it as well. Yeah, well, I was in that situation where Bont had one twenty-five, and I was like, "That's a no-brainer." Yeah, odd in the scheme of things, isn't it? Uh, oh well, that's the game we play. That's the game we play. Um, some interesting things happened this week on the subject of Brady Grundy. A lot of teams looking at trading him out. Uh, no rookies in the bubble, but there's plenty going early on. Uh, Trent Bianco, what a debut that was! So much of Paul Lecure in this bloke when he's out in the field. It's uh, it's not funny for any of those old Pies pan- uh, fans. And uh, Nettie Reeves, who had a good game as well, but did he cop a knock? Yeah, so it was a shoulder injury real late in the game. He actually, as far as I know, he wasn't subbed off, but um, the shoulder injury meant he didn't come back on the field. I, I just think they were at that, you know, at that stage of the game where they were just like, fuck it. So week off for him might be pretty handy because um, he might be right for the week after. But certainly you can't be bringing in Reeves on the back of the last quarter injury thinking, gee, if I go fling down to Reeves here, that might uh, 
that might mean net me some cash this week to do some upgrades because, you know, with, with the Grundy news of a two to three weeker, you might just be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and plus, you know, Flynn's probably good for close to the 75 that week off. You get Reeves come back, he then plays his second game, um, and then you can potentially look at doing that on a third game, depending on how Matty Flynn's tracking. It might even be worth holding him, to be honest, uh, just to cover that Grundy period. Reeves has been scoring well, which is handy, solo ruck too, so um, whatever aspect you look at it there. But I do not condone that trade this week of the Matt Flynn to to Nettio Reeves, that's for sure. Uh, Bombs, you're one of the ones that's still having a look at Trent Bianco early. Like what you've seen a couple of weeks ago, you want to talk about beating your own drum. You said not to trade in players early in case they get injured, blah, blah, blah. But you're adamant you're getting Bianco. You want to defend yourself here? Yeah. Well, no, Corey, this is just a must-trade situation because the way, the, I'll look at it this way, Corey. Worst case scenario, he's dropped the midfield number 10. So I can afford to throw away that position in a, in a dropped, sense. So and he's not getting dropped. I think we're comfortable. Now, anyone that thinks that 83 is going to get replicated, they're dreaming. Because I reckon he had about four passages of play on the weekend where he just had multiple touches. I think his first play that he was involved with netted about four handballs in the space of 10 seconds because he just couldn't get it to the, the fucking ball to the outside, Corey. So... You know, people might look at his stats, they might look at the efficiency, but just be a little bit weary of that, I reckon, because I reckon it was all uh, all inflated over the weekend. But you are getting him so you can get steel this week, so is it just a case of yeah, you only I really trade that. if, you know, it really benefits the team, other than just the fact of getting cash a week early? Well, yeah, well, yeah, 100%, because I think there's enough other blokes coming up over the next, you know, two, three weeks, and it might take it a week even longer, because some of these guys will have their buy. You know, for instance, Bianco this week has um, will play his second game, and then he's one of the rare ones that will play his third before his buy. So if you want someone like, you know, I'm sure we're going to hear about it later in the comments, Corey, uh, Coleman Jones or whatever his name is, he played his first this week, He's, he'll line up for his second this week, but then he has the buy, and then he's projected, you know, his price increase around 14. So I reckon you want to stay clear of the ones that have the buy in between their price rise. And just because, you know, anything can happen over that buy week. There could be, you know, an injury, you know, there could be, you know, some selection stuff going on. I know Tom Lynch is out for a little while, so he might be a little more secure than others, but just be weary of all that kind of stuff is what I'm trying to get at. Big Kane Corns coming out and saying that Jack Rewalt should retire so this man doesn't go anywhere. Gee, that's, that's, um, well, it's Kane Corns, Corey. He also said that fucking Sam Walsh wasn't the best player in the draft. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, look, Coleman Jones, I think, is one that you do have to wait on. It's uh, 161 price tag in there, too. So he's one that I definitely want to see two games from. Um, just, you know, playing key forward and. <laughs> could come out and score 30 the week after. and then He's not going to snag four. He's yeah, not that's the thing. What was it, 90 for four? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's not going to happen. Come on, man. Uh, Essendon, West Coast, St Kilda, Gold Coast coming up, and then oof, you'd argue pretty easy run for finals. You're not going to yeah, be there, but Freo, GWS, Hawthorne, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I just don't condone going early, early, early on that. Uh, Isaac Heaney, another really traded in player, Bobs. What's, uh, what's your thoughts on Heaney? Is, it just, is he just going to continue to flutter around the 90? Well, again, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't consider him. Because um, for teams, they're, they're chasing 
overall. Sydney got a fantastic buy. For teams out there who struggling with trades and money to, to finish upgrading their team kind of thing, I reckon Danaher Tahini is a, a pretty lucrative kind of trade. The thing you have to be most concerned about, and in a nutshell, this is my summary of what Longmire had said, Corey, was essentially if he is remotely a little bit niggly after a game or a little bit sore after a game, they categorically won't play in the week after. And that would scare the living fucking shit out of me, Corey. Because you'd want to have a bloody good uh, def- uh, Ford number seven ready to come on at, um, you know, the drop of a hat. Yeah. Having a look at your plans, do you reckon you'll get an F7 or a, a D7? Nah, not with my trades. And my, Corey, I've committed to buying all the big boys this year. Corey, I've got Oliver, Bontem, Pally, McRae, Guthrie. I'm going to go get lines. I'm buying all the big well, boys, you'll Corey. you get lines at a discounted price in a couple of weeks. Well, to be fair, if he drops another 80, I probably won't even get him, Corey. Yeah, I'm going to have to go get Tuck Miller, Corey. <laughs> yeah, the two. Um, <laughs> Lockie Neal, rumoured, might be back this week. Yeah, good. Because, you know what, that, that is perfect timing because... The moment Lions are starting to dip, I'd love to see, you know, what his kind of output is again with uh, with Lockie Neal back in the team. Now, I know in the back half of last year and, you know, the small sample size we had this year, it wasn't uh, greatly affected. So, um, but I'd just love to see how it all works again because Zorko's been tearing it up and, you know, Zorko might have been the first one out. But, you know, potentially now they're like, mm, nah, Zorko's flying. Maybe we give, you know, Lions a bit of a break or McCluggage gets a little bit of a break. You know, they might just uh, flip things around a little bit. So, like each will go to a wing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be easy. It'll be Neil, Zorko, Lions. That'll be the three-front attack. Yeah, just every centre yeah. bounce, you reckon? Yeah, if Berry yeah. comes back, I think Berry will go play out forward. Yep. Well, he yeah. does have that capability. Good tackle. Yeah. You can't uh, you can't ignore the form that Zorko's in at the moment. It's fantastic form. Yeah. And, I mean, I think there is a question. I'm not too sure if it was a question or just something mentioned in uh, the chat. Someone gave us, Big Yordi gave us a pat on the back for telling him, was it two or three weeks ago now, when he was looking at Guthrie or Zorko? And, oh, fucking yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, Jesus. 140, Cor- 117, 160. Corey, you know, he probably doesn't need to pat us on the back. It, it just requires a little bit of common sense. <laughs> I mean... Fair income, Corey. I've got a nine-week old in the house, and he probably could have given him that information. Uh, you traded James Jordan last week, didn't you? Yeah, and you want to know why? Because when I did my trades, Corey, I was like, all right, let's do my trades. Let's let's trade out Scott from the dogs. You know, he wasn't playing. Yeah. And then looking at it, I'm thinking, nah, James Jordan's 75. I'm like, what if he dips a little bit below that? He might lose a few dollars. And the way my team was setting up was with um, James Jordan as midfield number nine this week. So he would have had just the emergency on him. Yep. Right, and then I thought, oh, what's the point in holding him if he's not going to not going to be on the field? So I thought, all right, I'll piss him off and I'll, I'll cash him in, so it gives me a bit more money this week to kind of play with. Next minute, he's dropped an eighty-five, and then Cam Guthrie's out, so he would have been my emergency. Oh. So um, I've cost myself there a little bit there on the fields, but you know, it's all oh, look. I won my cash games in the end, so that was all good, and um, yeah. Guthrie should be back. I don't mind the Guthrie drop in. People think I might be a bit angry about that, but ah, having a week off and then they've got the buy this week, the Cats. I mean, he might just bounce straight out of that buy now in, in some uh, in some good nick. Yeah, shoulder too. So not like any soft tissue or anything. It'll uh, it'll be pretty handy for you. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't mind it. <sighs> you put together a bit of a plan for the boys now that they're here. No, I'm just tra- trading in the the fucking premiums that I want. So um, I'll be this week sort of Jack Steele. 
Um, next week, I'll be uh, virtually locked into Shy Bolton, I reckon, Corey. And um, I don't think there's another premium I might be able to get because I'm still waiting for Lions to dip. Um, and then Mills and Dangerfield are probably the last two players I want to bring in. And they're probably a little bit while, I'm a little while away from generating money and stuff to, to bring those guys in. Yeah, not too bad. I plan on going... Um... Just if you're interested, Bonson, just for the listeners out there. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, Jack Steele this week. Um, I, I'm going to move Danaher this week. Uh, I've got a very, very strong lineup for by round one. So um, those two have the same buy. So I just thought that price range, I might as well go steal to Danaher. I'll still have 200k in the bank. Um, and then next week, I'm probably going to have a look at Josh Kelly. Um, Price, fixture, everything's looking good. Form's looking good as well. So I think I'll go Josh Kelly. And then after the week after that, I'll be looking at um, Merritt and uh, Bont coming out of that last round too. So And then a real luxury upgrade on the back end of the season will probably be Taranto to one of Lyons or Neil or someone like that as well. So, um, But looking at really bolts from that midfield because basically every other line's done for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not far behind you. They've only got you know forward defender and, and midfielder to go. Yeah. After this week as well, I'll tell you the really shit thing though, Corey, is how much I want Lockie Whitfield right now, but um because he's like virtually buy of the week. Well, I mean he's got the buy, so he's buy of the week, I guess, Corey. Um, but next week if he's not the most trading player, I'd be a little bit shocked about him. So we might chat more about him next week, but. The shittest thing about this is I've got five defenders already and I don't have Mills. And I think Mills is the one I have to buy, but fuck it, 503,000. With and now Get this, him on your watch list This is week. probably a long-term question. With Ridley doing what he's doing... Oh, I'd switch them in a heartbeat if I had ample trades left. Okay. Without a doubt next week. Because Essendon got the buy next week. And, and next week's the buy that I think everyone's pretty much fucked. So... In a heartbeat, would I flick Ridley to Whitfield? But you would need to have ample trades left. And I'm talking, you need like two trades for each upgrade you've got remaining. So say you've got six upgrades to go, you need to have 12 trades. Plus, in order to do that Ridley to Whitfield sort of switch, I'd want another five on top of that. So if you've got six upgrades, I'd want 17. If you've got four upgrades to go, I'd want 13 trades in the bank. If you've got less than that, I wouldn't be bothering Yep. But fuck, that's a good trade. Yeah, I like it. Because Ridley's cooked, man. Laverty and um, and I spoke about it a few weeks ago and every other week it feels like. Laverty's cooked his intercept ability and Redmond's cooked his ability to take kick-ins. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah, and then, yeah, you got the like of Mills who is absolutely dominating the way in a Whitfield who put together his first probably A-class game on the weekend after being back. Ridley... Ridley's concussion was the worst thing that could have happened to him in terms of super coach scoring because they needed to go find something else for a week. And then I think they they always knew Redmond's always been a great kick. I don't know if they knew Liberty would be able to intercept as well as he has been, but he's been doing a good job. So they've incidentally found something here and they're like, okay, we're just going to run with it. It's scary. Not ideal. And I was a bit cautionary about... Ridley, I reckon, when people talk about trading him in as well, and you know, particularly you know, you and your team, I was a bit like, Gee, Corey, I actually don't know." Yeah, well, there he sits, and uh, yeah, fuck me up with the 
another sub past school on the weekend. I mean, the, only, the only good thing is he's so popularly popular. Yeah, that's it. It's, well, that, you know, it's funny. He's two shit scores in the season. He's been unique for both in both those games for me as well. But he's 31 as well. Yeah. Uh, no, not the 31. That was when he got hurt, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. So he's other, like, so, he's, so the 31s he got hurt. 64 on the weekend. His yeah. next lowest was 84, so it's oh, not okay. like he's Sorry, shot. I it was 74. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that's not too bad then. Uh, go straight into questions. Yeah. Oh, big yawn. Big day. Uh, Captain Pugwash, is Cripps back? Must have. No, he's not back. It was a good game on the weekend from... Oh, no, it was his best game of the season. You know what? I think his stats, top of my head, was something like 27 touches, 3 goals... 18 of those were contested. He had like six clearances. And what is score, Corey? No idea. Don't check. Well, what do you reckon he scored on the basis of those numbers? You know, 18 contested, 27 touches and three snags, six clearances. Well, he scored 133. And yeah, yeah. to be honest, he scored, Heaney scored 128 and fucking had nowhere near the stat line yeah. that he did. So, I don't know about that. I mean, if that's as good as he's going to get, Cripper... Like it's a bit worrying that that wasn't a 160. Uh, Benny, Table King, Duran, is it worth biting the bullet and jumping on the goat, Bianco, for Berry? Who's Berry? As in Berry, Get Adelaide. Berry for, yeah, Bianco, I'd say. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I think look, Berry's I, the only rookie you can bring in early. I think it's team dependent, though. Like, I don't think you do it for the sake of, like, I'm not doing it this week. Well, if he needs the money to do an upgrade. But that's what I mean. If you don't, you don't do it. You wait the yeah. week. I mean, I could easily do it this week. I've got three trades. I'm using one. Yep. I just, I don't see that need to rush into things. If something goes wrong, you kick yourself. In a year that we need trades, unless you need to do it to go get steel or merit. But or he's going. Or... He's going Bianco in the midfield. Assuming he's got no other donut in the midfield, Bianco worst case scenario becomes M11. And given it's a rolling fixture, given Collingwood shit, I suspect they may have a few late games. So. Worst case scenario is uh, it becomes a handy loop. Option. I, 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 yeah, you can beg to differ, but like I can understand that they're shit and they're not fantastic. But bums on seats, people still tune into the games. Yeah, no, no. What I mean by a few Sunday fixtures, but they're, they're not going mean. to cop Friday think, nights. They're not going to cop Saturday day. I reckon. They're I reckon get a few they still hours. will. They still will. It's Collingwood. They won't, Corey. They I mean, they, they what do you mean bums on seats, Corey? The, the, the fucking the whole the whole uh, industry is about to be moved into state again. Yeah, that's right. They've probably got the highest interstate following of any team. Well, aside from maybe West Coast and Fremantle. Well, they're they're home teams, mate. So that's I wouldn't call that an interstate following because their interstate following would be over here, wouldn't it, dickhead? Look, I'm saying it's going to be handy. I'm not saying it's it's going to work every week. I think you're just trying to convince yourself on something because you need to do it. It's handy. It's handy, guys. Yort, how long do we wait before getting CCJ in now or next week? Has he taken the mantle of goat from Bolter yet? Fuck, Yort pisses me off every time he fucking talks. Well, just, I don't know. Just the name Yort is enough to get me angry, Corey. Do you want to, do you want to, you know, shut up, Yort. Bolter (laughs) hates better than fucking CCJ, so you can suck me off. Um, As a bloke, was it too early to get him? Fucking yes. Uh, he said, how long do we wait? You wait till not next week, the week after. No, and even the week after, after that. that. He's got yeah, the boy. there you go. Yeah. So, uh, hot shame. Hey, lads, thoughts on going Danaher to Crips for 34K? No. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather him at that 
price point. Or, you know, 34K, you could almost switch into Aaron Hall next week. The, and I know the, that one might be contentious, Corey, but oh, that's I'd rather be, it. That's going to be so much fun next week. Um, the good thing about the midfielders is, is the top, probably, say, top eight, top ten, are, are that much better than the rest when it comes to picking them. I think that I think Cripps just falls well and really out of that. Hogan is 12. Yeah. Uh, Froffy41, playing for leagues. Round 13 is a disaster which cannot be rectified. Is there a scope to hold trades this week and next maybe just bring in bubble balls like Reeves, Bianco, then hit round 14 on with a ton of cash and trades to complete teams? Yes, I like it. Yeah. Uh, and Froffy, I'm I'm penciling in most of my league, uh, league wins this week because I think I'm going out with 21 or 22 on the park. Uh, I think it's 21 now with Grundy being out. Next week is a fucking disaster for me. So I'll be doing a similar thing. It'll be about just setting up cash. And then in that final week, as I said before, I'll go bang, bang, and then probably bang again coming out of blows. So um, I always try, like I say, win two, lose one. That's the, the mindset you go in. But coming out of those buys, if you just focus more about coming out of it, if you're sitting well in your league, just run home to finals. Don't go trading during final don't go trading next week to a hundred percent get your team up to 18 plays at the hopes you're going to snag a win fucking just write it off and, and go for broke it's different for those who play for uh overall i get that but for the league players yeah bite the bullet uh the pepperoni what's your favorite value option in each line i hate the value option question you, you know it'd be nice Corey, if i um if I sort of knew what you know the prices are of each boot, I think easily in the back line, and it's hard because you know I assume he's going to want a guy that is available for selection this week. So I'm going to be a bit cheeky in it saying might that be, it might be longer. Okay, well in, well in terms of overall, then it's certainly Lockie Whitfield. I mean, if he's not the best buy in defence, then to be honest, I'm not exactly sure who would be. Yeah. I don't know, or, on the same sort of train as that. Still Callum Mills. Oh, Callum Mills is owned by 16% now. I thought that was... A yeah, but in value, Mills is yeah. almost 600. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know you mean. Right. Um, Jaden Short's 480. And he's in and around that, you know, 6 to 9 kind of bracket, I so reckon. So hard to watch. You reckon Harms' game's going to be a little bit better now that he's back around the guts? Or... <laughs> Let's say forget. Shut your mouth, Corey. Honestly, shut your mouth. Yeah, here we go. Watch his three weeks' time. Oh, fucking James Harms, pretty good at football. <laughs> it might only take one week for that to happen. Yeah. Um, now, midfield, I'll tell you now who's sort of the pick of the bunch. It has to be uh, Zach Merritt, I reckon, because 89 break even, he's only 540k. Yeah. Um, and next week, Sam Walsh might rival him because he might be 540k next week. And um, I reckon those two are, you know, just really sort of fairly kind of priced. And, and look, Jack Steele, because of the break-even this week, is, is almost a must-buy as well. Yeah. Well, and that's what I said before, Steele, Merritt, they're my two. I think they're extremely under underpriced. And yeah. Look Go buy them. Yeah. In, in the rucks, we're, we'll just ignore that because no one should be trading out Grundy. Not at all. Yeah. And in the forward line, um, now, tell me if this isn't a bargain at the moment, Corey. Um, my boy, and when I say my boy, I'm talking, you know, Rowan Marshall style, where I hated every dickhead who mentioned him in the first six weeks. Now I'm all aboard. Shy Bolton. Yeah. 
good. I, you need to look at his scores. And, you know, I was concerned. I was happy enough to have a look at him this week because I thought, mm, okay, Richmond had virtually their entire midfield back this week and he was still able to produce a score. Um, so I was very, very happy with that. And I'll, I'll get another look this week and then he'll have a buy and then I'm probably going to buy him. That's, that's the plan with Sean Dalton. Average, averaging, I think, 108 or something since the back end. Another one there too is, and it's not as good as Sean Bolton, but Nicky Hines playing some pretty good footy for the Bombers as well. I wouldn't touch. And, yeah, neither would I. But I reckon Bailey Dale's more of an option. than. Oh, Bailey Dale is fucking awesome. Yeah, but he's more of an option than uh, than Nick Hine, just because of the ability to score. Aaron Hall as well. Yeah, Aaron Hall. You know, you know, and I nearly got Heaney this week, Corey. Full disclosure, I nearly went Danaher to Heaney, and you know what stopped me? Aaron Hall. Well, I'll get to it, Corey. I'll tell you what stopped me. I've got currently got Zebel, currently got Dusty, currently got Zorko. And Impy, I'm thinking as someone I'm just probably not going to trade unless, um, you know, it's finals and I've got, you know, trades just kind of left over ready to use, right? So I needed to get two forwards to complete my forward line. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, Danger. I'm, I'm really going to want Danger. I know that. Um, Shy Bolton um, is the other one that I want. Now, how can I do Danaher to Heaney if I want Shy Bolton? So I've got to weigh up. Do I want Shy Bolton or do I want Heaney? Do I want Shy Bolton or do I want um, Aaron Hall? That That's kind of what I'm weighing. So don't forget when you're buying maybe some of the guys that are a bit cheaper or someone that you want to go get, you know, have a think about who else do you want to complete your team? Yeah. Because you, you've probably got, you know, more players than you, you, you thought you actually might have at the moment. And that's the other thing. I think that almost everyone's going to want Dangerfield. So once you get to five forwards... You almost just wrap the forward line up in a little bow and just say, all right, you're done for now. Get to the side. Let's finish my defense. Let's finish my midfield. Especially the midfield right now when you've got names like Merritt, Walsh, Jack Steele, who are probably at, you know, that by now kind of, you know, close to bottom dollar or, or wherever they're sitting. Um, your defense, you've got Whitfield that's almost going to be right for the picking. Um, I'd say that you don't have Whitfield and Mills, so Mills is there too. Uh, I know you have to pay a little bit more, that premium dollar for Mills, but he's a a lock down that back so you just wait for Dangerfield so if you've got five forwards unfortunately you have to miss one of Aaron Hall or Shy Bolton for me it's still I would definitely pass up on Aaron Hall I'd definitely be young Shy Bolton over Hall just because of is, that. there's no injury concern unless he goes and punches someone so is there a you know reasonable kind of um, situation you see unfolding whereby when Dangerfield comes back he doesn't average as a top six forward for the remainder Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, my worry, and I was actually having the conversation with, I, can't, I don't know who this who I was talking to the other day. Might have been a, just a group of people. There's a serious, serious worry that, you know, how good Guthrie is, how good Selwood's playing, you know, that midfield's firing on all cylinders. There's a serious concern that he just goes and plays that Dustin Martin-esque role where he's just forward, sitting up forward. And there may be a game where he scores 120 and, you know, and, and I don't mean a permo forward, but I mean a good 65%, 70% in the in the forward and then the rest in the midfield. And, you know, there, there will be games where he'll probably kick bags of four or five because he's just that good. But there might be games that are a little bit quieter and they become 50s and 60s and they're not that constant 100 that we're getting from uh, from a shy or, or Aaron Hall. Do, so you, you do, do you have to think like? about that. Do, do you know what I like here? The fact that his break even is 200 plus, and he's priced at 600, right? 
He's playing the week after the bye. I think that's all but confirmed, yeah? I don't know, but yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But he walks into Port, Bulldogs, and Brisbane in those three. Now, I would suspect that uh, given the prolific sort of ball winners and super coach players within those teams, that uh, he may not be scoring at his full potential. And when you end up seeing Dangerfield come around 16, right, and, you know, he's... 500, potentially sub 500, maybe 520, somewhere in that 480 to 520 kind of bracket, you'll be sitting there thinking, fucking, this is danger for you. You know, how do, how do we pass up? And then you look at his fixture and he walks into Essendon, Carlton, Fremantle, Richmond North after that, and oh, you'll be licking your chops, I reckon. Is it one of those cases where maybe he is the, what, M, what is, what is it? M9, F7. Oh, fuck no, no. Because if you got Dangerfield and Hall sitting in your team I'm, every other week, you'd feel comfortable with Dangerfield on field. Yeah, well, you? then Dustin Martin could become that. Well, someone becomes that, don't yeah. they? Yeah, but, I mean, I can almost guarantee you whoever you pick to be that person will be the one that pops off that week. Yeah, well, of course. But is it a matter of, you know, you just get Hall and um, Shy Bolton while they're at that value and hope for the best? I think, look, Shy Bolton's break-even is 97, so he's not... I think skyrocketing anytime soon, not unless he scores one fifties kind of thing, which I'm not sure he's going to do all that often. Oh, the great! Um, thing, but the great thing is, with shy, it's you. You don't get him next week. It's only ninety. He scores hundred again. He's going to, you know, plateau. Has the boy? You can get him coming out of that boy. You know, Aaron Hall. Yeah. You got the luxury of don't need him next this week. You can get him next week, and then you know he plays for the rest of the season until he does his ACL. I mean, yeah, but it's not like Aaron Hall's. So expensive, like Aaron Hall's five twenty break even seven. No, sorry, five hundred two break even yeah. seventy six. Like, I think because Aaron Hall hasn't shown the ability just to go. I mean, he scored over one hundred and fifteen. No, sorry, one hundred and twenty twice this year, or over one hundred and fifteen twice this year, for that matter. Um, so it's not and top score one thirty three. So it's not like he's got these really outlandish kind of scores that all of a sudden set his break even so low that then he becomes out of reach. Oh, you so, saying he's got no outliers. Well, what I'm saying is that you said that he presents, you know, all this kind of value. Well, what I'm saying is that I think he's priced for what he is. Like, he's just sort of flat going hundreds at the moment. And he's doing that from getting 30 to 35 touches and, you know, 16 marks every week because he just plays a little bit of chippity-chip in the back line. Yeah, well, then the other worry is too. I mean, look, we'll talk about it next week. But the other worry is too with, with names that are coming back, like we've mentioned as well with Aaron Hall. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we Luke know, McDonald. Yeah. Core. Core. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Just and fucking, what does that do for Zebel? I mean, because, yeah. I mean, Zebel hasn't been good in the, in the last month or so as Hall sort of had, you know, big numbers either, which is a little concerning. Yeah. And Hall is more likely to go back probably to a wing or half forward flank. Than and that's when he's more likely to go ping. Yeah. Oh, good chat. Who's up next? That went. That went really off tangent. <laughs> oh, well, as usual, I don't even know whose question it was. That was pepperoni. Uh, Frogart, good day, fellas. Round 12, Primrose, keep slash feet. Jars, Impy, blown a gasket or still good? Yeah, Impy's... Look, that back line role, that half-back role, has has been a good thing um, this year for virtually anyone who's in that kind of position. So, for me, here's my um, F6... And I'll run that into finals. And if finals comes and I've got a couple of trades left, no injury concerns, at that point, I'll think about, you know, flicking him on. But, you know, he's going to do enough to warrant 
you know, being an F6 at the moment? Because if other teams have players like a side bum or, you know, a haul, I don't think I'm uh, missing out on too many points there, to be honest. Hey, look, it's, it's, there are a couple of frustrating scores in there, but he normally comes and picks it up the week after too. Most teams have him. At worst, what are you going to trade him out at? Right around the 400k mark, you'd imagine. He's not declining rapidly, of yeah, course. Yeah, exactly. So you're not missing out on too much. It's I don't think you trade him. Um, Tomo rhymes with Doma Phillips. Argue for the legalisation of <laughs> euthanasia. Sure. Well, gee, yeah, I don't know if we can do that. Uh, Tom Mitchell, has the milk gone bad? Charlie Murphy. What the fuck's Charlie Murphy? Oh, I don't know. Might be a quote from something. Is he a famous author? Because I'm not an intellect, and I thought we'd established this. Well, I mean, if you started Tom Mitchell, you have to continue to rise. Why, all, why yeah. would you trade him in? Uh, and Giath. Just... Oh, felt like we had a few questions about him last week, and a lot of it was around piss him off. Um, I know that one of the Patreons, and, you know, we always own up to some, some bad advice, but he goes, look, is it better to trade a rookie to a primo and hold Giath for another week. And I go, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the theory was, well, at least Giath's got, you know, a potential 100 in him. Your, your rookie probably didn't. And then he's come out, gone 66 and dropped 23K. So you're still running Giath. Well, a, you're probably stupid enough to hold him, then you probably deserve to score. But B, yeah, by all means, you've, you've got to get him off. It's a pretty good week, but So you could hold Giath to, Giath to Whitfield for next week. Well, given Hawthorne have the bye this week, yeah. Um, Froffy's 94 Good day lads I hate to say This But it would be great To have a haul In my forward line At the moment Bloke is popping off Anyway Looking at a no trade week This week And was wondering Your thoughts on a round uh, On a ruck three issue We may face next week Flynn and Reeves On the bye this week And Reeves on the bubble Hawk struggling And going to play the kids Time to jump next week Time to jump next week on Reeves. Is, yeah. is that the summation of that? Oh, 100%. Well, that is a no-brainer. Flinter Reeves next week as long as is... Playing. As long as he's playing. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's not playing, then you can't say yes to that because of the Grundy issue. Can you? Yeah, well, definitely. Um, and then he had another question. Is it the week to buy steel? We both think so. Also, currently, Heaney watch under 400k. Can he fill that M6, M7 spot? He can't fill M6. Oh, sorry, M7. No, I, think he means, a, I think he means F. But he's not a forward or midfielder. He's defender only this year. No, but I think he means F6, F7. You mean D6, D7? Heaney. Sorry, I thought you said Whitfield. Oh, did I? I apologise. I said it's, it says currently on Heaney Watch. Oh, okay. I, I, well, I might have just... Okay, I might have just heard you wrong. We'll go back um, and check it out. <laughs> I just don't like... I, I, honestly... I would be the biggest Heaney fan. I'm talking bigger than Tex fan. If Longmire didn't come out and say those things about him just being arrested anytime, he's a little bit sore. And so for me, in ten weeks, I reckon that happens. Are we two not? Times. Are we not worried that so many of Heaney's points are coming from snagging goals? No, because he snags them every week. That's that's not an issue. No, it's not like he's a fucking halfback flanker relying on these goals to get him over the line. Like Zebel was on the weekend. <laughs> No, it's not an issue because he's been he's been this his entire career. He's flat average ninety five. His you know virtually his entire career. That's not the issue. The issue is going to be games played. And yeah, Barry, check out Longmuir's presser in the last twenty four hours or so, and and make your own summation from what he said. But 
I reckon, 10 games, he's probably going to pull up sword twice. Yeah, it's a good run. It's a good run, because, look, my argument was going to be his last month of football's been fucking piss easy. Um, Doesn't matter. The the run gets all right. They're not... they got the Saints and Hawks in the next... They're not scores two. to set your world on, like, you know... No, but, again, so I'll bring it back to what's the average virtue of his career, like a flat 95. That's what you, you should be expecting 95 to 100 average from him. Um, the concern is clearly the, the ability to get on the park. And I think the concern far outweighs the... And, and, I mean, this is the reason why me and you didn't go and buy Aaron Hall for the same price he is right now. It's the same reason that I didn't start Jarman Impey. I'm more and worried so about Isaac Heaney. I'm more worried about Isaac Heaney than Aaron Hall. Well, I mean, you spoke about how many players North have got to come back into that defence. Yeah, but then so. your coaches' comments and things like that as well. Like, I'm, I'm, and I'm actually talking about on a pure fact of missing games here to Aaron Hall. Yeah. Aaron Hall's fit, he plays. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm not. The reason I'm not sold on Heaney is I, I think there's a clear cut six that are better than him. Yes, but any one of those six are not sub four hundred. True. How far is Raul Marshall? I don't know. Can you have a bit of a Google that for me? Because he's 497 with a 150 break even as well. I couldn't trust Ryan Marshall, man. Oh, what's that? Yeah, good point. He's fucking is, there any, is that three injuries this year now? Yep. Yeah, started the season, came back, oh, took you. a week off. It was a... Um, yeah, the 15th of the 5th, he's had surgery. Yeah, I, can't exactly yeah. see what is, yeah. I don't know what the surgery was on. I assume was it a foot or a knee or something. Yeah, nah, feet wasn't it? Yeah, foot injury. Anyway, continue on with questions. Pugwash, fellas, is a Bailey Dale firming is a must-have. Job security, scoring a plus, excellent ceiling. Take or leave. Oh, I'm in the camp of leave just because his name is Bailey Dale, but um, I won't disrespect anyone who wants to have a ping at it because. Someone like that could comfortably out-average someone like Dangerfield, yeah. Eric Lyne Dangerfield's back. I, I, I'd be, I, I'd tell you what, if I come up against Bailey Dale, I'd be seriously worried. But if you're asking me if I'm taking Bailey Dale or fucking, what's Richard Spike's name? We're just going blank. Shy Bolton. Shy Bolton. I'm taking Shy Bolton. Um, but Bailey Dale's, I'm taking Bailey Dale over side bottom at the moment. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Stop looking out of the questions. Uh, Charlie V is Whitfield after his buy 500k good get. If it means Rory Led has to stay in the midfield, no. You think the midfield is just too good? So essentially, he's buying Lockie Whitfield over a midfielder. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. I'd, I'd rather I'd, a midfielder. I'd Your M8 would be better than Whitfield. And I'd rather just upgrade late to Lockie Whitfield, even if you have to pay a little bit more. Zacchino, Spike New. <laughs> I don't know. New to questions. Clearly. Yeah, unless it's just a name change in Discord. Got Jettys in my cash league this week. What do you guys think about getting butters in? <laughs> just because you're a banana, <laughs> bravo. Uh, anyway. Zacchino, he might be my new favourite member, Corey. <laughs> what do we think about Hawkins over these made of glass floors? Has a decent run home. Yeah, no, you know, Organ's not someone that I dislike either. You shouted that. We, you can actually throw, I think it was last week on the call, so yeah. you can throw a blanket over so many forward-line players at the moment. Um, he's got Jedders this week, but Organ's has the bye, doesn't he? So you probably wouldn't get him to, to beat Jedders. But 
Um, he scored 204 on Port Adelaide as well last year, Corey. One of the few double centuries that went around last year. Um, so he start to the year, but these are his last six. 105, 65, which is pretty shit, and then 149, 91, 101, 126 on the weekend. Yeah, not the worst, but then you look at his fixture and a bit like Dangerfield's fixture, given they play for the same team, Corey. Port, Dogs, Brisbane, next three. Um, which isn't as scary because you look at the key position players in those teams, and I, I reckon there's no key position player in any of those teams that sort of scares me a little bit. And then he walks into Essendon, who he'll monster anyone he comes into, and he'll probably tail up Carlton to the water. So, Is the Warrior Grand Final? Melbourne. Well, yeah. Well, they've got Melbourne Grand Final week, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, so that would be um, something of concern. It's a, no, it's a nice... It's a fucking nice fixture leading up to the grand final, though. Yeah. He's one that could, he, he could make you to take you to a grand final. He scored 55 against Melbourne earlier in the year. Yeah. But it's North Melbourne Jetta with St Kilda. <laughs> fuck, there are, some, there are some nice fixtures for him. You know, he scored 79 on North earlier in the year. Wow, there you go. Which is something you'd, you'd be like, Phew. You think he'd monster that? The one thing you? I love about Tom Hawken is he's, he doesn't just need goals to be good. Um, no, loves an assist. Yeah, five five out of his eleven scores are sub ninety one, Corey. Yeah, and three of those are sub sixty five. So I would say that, given all of that, the lows are probably a little bit too low yeah, to justify. You're, you're, you're safe with Shybolt and Aaron Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Because even if Alan Hall's injured, he's probably still scoring that 55, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just got to make sure he stays around there. Yeah. Look, I don't hate the shit out there. Though, if, you, if you want to go something left field, I don't mind it. You want left field. I reckon no one's getting Bailey Dale, to be honest. I reckon that's the one you, I reckon that's the one you jump on. Yeah. Um, Captain Puglash, boys, with the pending grunty donut, would you condone pulling the Rees v. Flynn trigger early this week, saving three trades for round 13? Too no. risky, or will it just work? You don't do it. What happened? Okay, I, I need to talk sense into people. It's your boy Pugwash, too. But people people who want to trade Grundy, think about it for a second. No, you right? didn't ask about trading Grundy. No, 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 no. But I, he's, you know, Flynn with Reeves, and yeah. it just brings this whole Grundy thing into debate because he mentioned Grundy and, you know, does it fuck us for cover and all that kind of stuff. So I just want to say something quick. Grundy's got a two to three week injury. Buys run for three weeks. It could not be at a more perfect time. Imagine having to stress, you know, he's Flynn playing this week. What are we going to do with Ruck 3 and all that kind of crap? It's the perfect time because this week, most teams have got 20-plus playing anyway, so you can cover it. Next week um, is his round 13. That's the that's the week people kind of struggled, but your Ruck 3 would have filled in for him that week, so you're good. And then when it comes to the last buy, everyone, again, probably has ample numbers, so it's not going to be an issue that week. It only becomes an issue if Grundy doesn't play the week after the buys. So you need to make sure when you do this Flynn trade, A, that it's either Grundy is back or the guy you bring in, in his job security has to be bulletproof for the next month. Because if Grundy's thing lingers on, you're going to need that Ruck 3 to come on and cover when buys are done. So you can't do it this week when Flynn and Reeves are on a fucking buy. Especially because Reeves caught that knock late. It is stupid. Yeah. And because what happens, all right? What happens next week? Hypothetically, Reeves goes out. 
Yep. They go play big boy in the ruck. They bring someone else in. That person they bring in has a good game. They're like, oh, we like big boy in the ruck. And then you're going, no cover, potentially no Grundy coming out of buys. Maybe. He should be back. Like, it's a pinch of nerve. He said he'll be back. The Collingwood said he'll be back. But, you know, hypothetically, it doesn't hurt. You, you just fuck yourself. And it's one of those ones that you'd look back at the end of the season and just just be like, why? Why Why didn't I wait the week? And You are so much better off going Bianco early because, one, you know he's playing, right? That's risk. But, but there's less risk because there's less chance of you actually requiring Bianco on field than there is you requiring your Ruck 3 on field because next week you're definitely going to need a Ruck 3 on field. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Not next week, the week after. Round 14, sorry. A jar one after round twelve, Whitfield, Stewart, Ridley, or Mills. Oh, it's, it's actually a question. I thought it was telling you it was getting Whitfield, Stewart, Ridley, or Mills. In the order of best to worst player, taking into best and worst super coach player, taking into account likelihood games played, Mills, Stewart, Whitfield, Ridley. And I, I agree with that. Um, Whitwasher, and especially yeah. Yeah, depends what. Yeah, I I just think with the the Stewart over Whitfield too. I think I think there's a good chance that Whitfield may out average Stewart on the way home, but you take that risk factor out of it too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that injury element. Whitwash, good day, boys. Heaney came up with the goods to get me the win. Bontempelli versus Steel and ninety k. Say that again. Bont versus Steel and ninety grand. Oh, I think steel, I man. think you get steel on the on the price because he'll be back over six hundred thousand. He'll do what he's gonna do, and you're not gonna pay much more than this for Bont, are you? No, Bont doesn't really have the ability. Well, if he scores two hundred this week, Corey, that might yeah, show go. some ability. But with Bont, okay, career average of ninety nine against the Dockers, top score one thirty three. Let's say he. Matches that one thirty three. He'll beat. He's yeah. He's he's rolling sort of five game, three game average each time he scores one thirty three, essentially or less. Is just going to plummet. And so week after week, his break even is just going to get higher and higher and higher. Yeah. And there'll be a point where it's one fifty, one sixty, and then you'll be licking your chops. And Jack, Jack Steele could be worth six thirty from now to the back end of the season as well. What did I say about Steele last week? I, I think it was it was once in his last seven-ish games, last once in his last five games, he'd gone above one twenty or something. No, it was one, two, three, four, five. It's six games in a row. Steele didn't go above one hundred and twenty. Now he's coming out with a one fifty-four, albeit against North. So now you know what? Get Bond. Because Bont is a lot more fucking secure. But still, yeah, suits but buys you, better, but, doesn't but it? But you're going to get... See, this is my argument right now, and it's that Zorko question. I know it's a different line and everything, but it's not your last upgrade. I'm, I'm strongly assuming it's not his last upgrade. He's probably going to want steel at some stage between now and the back end of the season. He's a fantastic footballer. He's a safe footballer. It's safe as houses. He plays every week. He does his job. It's, it's Clayton Oliver-esque. Um... You know what you're getting. So you, you, they're the kind of safe nets that you get in your team. Bont is by far the best player in the competition at the moment. The, the ability to dominate a game, tear it apart, rip it open, um, and his super coach scores reflect that. But you're going to pay this price for Bont again. 
I don't think the point total is going to be huge enough to, to make or break it. There's a lot of teams in the same case. I think the 90K will come handy during these buys and then just focus that that's definitely bonds my, bonds my one after this. I just think steel represents so much value. I don't know about so much value for you because the last seven weeks, one score has been above 116. It was one on the weekend. So I'm not um, as confident on, I guess, steel as, as, or as bullish on steel as, as you seem to be at the moment. But how many chances do you get and think about this, because the dollars that Bont and Lions have been worth, how many chances do you get to actually bring in the big boys? And I reckon sometimes you just got to take the chance and just get them, because where's your next batch of money coming from? And when your next batch of money, you know, sort of arises, you're going to need the extra little bit to go and get the big dogs. But, but it's not where's your next batch of money coming from. There's... It is, because he might be spending a, a virtually his entire bank to get someone like Steele in at the moment. The, and if you're going to... Coming from Flynn, Rowe, fucking... I assume most teams still have James Jordan or Barry you... or Warner. There's, there is so much money sitting there over these boys. That you, you, also will... need, you also need players ready to be traded out to go to these guys. I've just, named, instance, I've just named four. How do you know he has them? Because the four you named, we've got none of them, apart from Flynn. You don't have Sam Berry? Sam Berry, no. You, know, you don't have there? James Jordan? No. No Warner? No. Nope. No Rowe? i got Rowe, but Rowe's gone to steal this week. Okay, fuck, man. You actually traded so shit. Danaher? How about trade shit? Yeah, I've got Danaher. Yeah, okay, so Dan- so Danaher can easily... You, you can put Danaher and James Jordan into Bont in two weeks with an, with another trade. Yeah, but where's your forward-line rookie kind of coming from as well? So you've got to weigh all those things. Because, you know, Whitfield would be ideal. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that... Well, I can't guarantee this, but 95% of people would have a full, mid-forward in either Polter, Zorko, Martin... Whatever else, there, there are mid forwards everywhere, and I, I, I'm, assu- I'm probably giving people too much credit here, but I'm assuming a lot of people have mid forwards in their midfield. They might, yeah. Like I, <laughs> but where are your mid rookies coming from? I reckon it's. I know what you're saying, but people. I mean, where you mid you got Bianco coming up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bianco, Reed, like yeah, there's right. fucking players everywhere. You you crap on every single week about how many rookies are coming to play. Well, that, yeah, that makes it play, easy because Flynn's, go, Flynn's going to Reeves because that makes it fucking pretty simple. Yeah. How many of them are going to be half decent? I don't know. I just think sometimes <laughs> you just you buy it. You just buy the bullet, buy the big guy, Corey. Uh, and look, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you in that aspect. I mean, I've I've been I've been the biggest advocate of a bond this year. Like I crap on every week about how fucking important he is, and I still don't have him. But his break even's one fifteen. He's probably not rate rising too much, you know, between now and then. And if it comes out with you know a hundred, he's going down. If if it comes out with a one twenty five, he's going to be roughly the same price. The the worry is if it's a two hundred. But the worry then becomes if Jack Steele comes out and puts another one fifty, well, fucking there you go. He's basically in your revision mirror. Yeah, you know, and then and then because if you, you then then don't go get steel next week, which you're not going to want to do because he's going to have the buy the week after. At least you get two shots at him. Well, he'll then play next week. He'll then return out of the buy, and you're paying an extra fifty, sixty, seventy grand for steel compared to fucking twenty k for bond. 
If you're going to get both, I think the easiest way is you're going to get both, you get steel first. If you're not going to get both, you get bond. I still reckon bond first. I'm not sold on steel. Like I said, last seven games, one score by 116. How many, how many below, like, 95, though? Like, you know... I know what you're saying. And then, like... But compare his years, numbers oh. to Took Miller. Compare his numbers to Darcy Parrish. Compare his numbers to any one of those other midfield sort of shit names that I always say I'm not going to pick them because of their names. I reckon those other names are fucking better picks than him. So if Bond is clear-cut, top three, top two, top midfielder, get the clear-cut guy. Let the other shit sort itself out. And then you'll get another look because... You know, come six weeks or come four weeks, you might not even want Jack Steele anymore if you go back to the South so, yeah, I things. think this is this where we disagree. I think Jack Steele's top eight. No, no worry about it. Yeah, I'm nervous about him being top eight. Okay, well, there you go. Good, good chat, good discussion. See, that's the kind of questions we want. That's only your second question as well. Reckon it's uh, reckon it's wise to postpone forward upgrades until Danger and Marshall come back. Not Marshall. I don't mind postponing one for danger, but right for line is a position where fuck a lot of shit scoring rookies are kind of sitting. Like, what did Rowe get this week? Sixty six. McCreary's not playing for me. Um, what are some of the other Ford rookies floating around? Corey Waterman's. Yeah, he's, he's, I'd be surprised if he wasn't dropped. That's been the luckiest part about me. Is I and this is probably where our conversation differs a little bit in that Bond chat. I don't have McCreary. I don't have Waterman. So it's. I think I went. I went forward upgrades a little bit early. In all being, I've got fucking side bottom sitting in there being an absolute asshole. But see, but this is almost one of those things. Side bottom six weeks ago looked like great value, a great pick. Let's get him good. But he. But did he really, or did we talk ourselves into that? Because he didn't have the scores on the board. I also said that to you in the preseason. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. So it was, it, it, you know, it's it's funny. Um, look, Dangerfield, I think, I think 95% of teeth. Imagine running down the back end of the year and you're coming up against Dangerfield unique every week. It's You'd be scared. It's scared. Yeah. It's scary. So Marshall, Marshall, Marshall I love Marshall more than anyone. And I really hope he keeps his forward status next year. Um, but, yeah, it's probably safe to just say put a pin in the Marshall bubble, isn't it? Oh, I wouldn't bother with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dangerfield, yes, and I, I think it's just the one. So you go grab a Bailey Dale, you go grab Zorko if you're missing him, obviously. Um, Shy Bolton, fucking almost forgot his name again. Poor Bolton. Um, is Reeves locked into the side? I'm of the view that yes, he is. But barring fit, yeah, fitness. Man, he was so good. Did you watch the game? Yeah, yeah, and no, wait, wait, who did they play? Gold Coast, Gold Coast, and I caught the back end of it. Excellent, yeah. he was excellent. Um, t- do we keep Grundy? Now, listen to this, I reckon he will be out longer than a few weeks. Neck problems to Star Ruckman at a club that won't make finals, they may rest him all season. Do you want to put your argument in there before I go mine? Or? I already, already crapped on Beck yeah. Grundy before. So, and I, I, had, I had this argument with someone else, actually. Good good friend of mine who uh, comes up with a bizarre trade every single week. But um, Collingwood can't... Uh, this is, Buckley can't afford for Grundy to not be on the park, first of all. Now, they're not going to rush him back. That's, that's factual. But I get where a bottom four team and... The bottom two team, whatever, whatever it is. If Grundy's fit, 
Grundy's playing. Grundy loves football. You know, he, he enjoys going out there and playing football. He's not going to sit out just because he's pinched a nerve in his neck. It, he's pinched a nerve. It's not neck problems. It's it's a pinched nerve. You can do this getting out of bed in the morning. Like, it's it's not a serious injury. If Collingwood were playing a final this week, he would be playing football. He can go out on the park and play football. It's just, you know, the, the they are taking the precautionary in two to three weeks. That That is as, you know, as, as safe as you can get. He will be back coming out of buys. I've got a conspiracy theory, Corey. Yeah, hit me. You're going to want to sack Bucks? Well, not only that, but I reckon the AFL is about to get sent into hubs and they know what Brody Grundy's like in a hub. <laughs> and they're just saying, Brody, we don't need any more media attention on your fucking lackluster performances. We're just going to say you've done a nerve in your, in your neck. You can just sit this out for a couple of weeks while COVID sorts itself out. And uh, when we're back in Victoria playing some football, we'll have you back on the team, mate. What happens if we're not coming back to Victoria from football? Then do we try? Yeah, no. I'll fucking get rid of him, Corey. Because if we don't, he'll come back and might only average 74. So, we were, so it's not the injury that we're worrying about. We're just worried about hubs. <laughs> we're worried about COVID. <laughs> that hub life. Oh, um, reckon Flynn holds his spot with, with playing with Mummy. Now, Mummy got hurt late in that game. Did you did you watch that? He did, but they had the bye. But Flynn's... Flynn was almost a full forward in that game. Yeah. I didn't like it. Did you watch Mummy's spit the dummy at the end, I'm not going yeah. off? Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. <laughs> he is one of the more entertaining characters you've seen on the football team. <laughs> um, yeah, so... He actually... You know, I, was, I forgot to send you a picture the other day, but I took a photo of him. He looks a bit like your old mate there, Cogo. Yeah, a bit of Coggo in. Uh, the, the, have you seen the Have you seen the head on him? Yeah, Co- no, I think he's a better looking rooster than Coggo is. Oh, gee, that's a bit stiff to Coggo, Corey. <laughs> but fucking, uh, there's a bit of same same about them. There you go. Um, Lyon's still a good pick after his buy. Well, I wouldn't say the week after. I'd say give him a couple of more weeks, seeing as though he yeah. ended up on the eighty. It's going to be a nice price drop. I'd want to give him three. I want his price drop, and I want to see him with Neil and a full complement of midfielders in that team. This is a prime example, and you've, you've said this before. Bontempality Bontempality is susceptible to a below 100 score. We could we could be seeing this. Why? Who have they got this week? I don't know. Then why are you raising it? Because <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, well actually, any I'm, player in the AFL, Corey's... Any, anyone who's started... Fremantle, oh, fuck year. me, Corey. Fremantle, this might be 199... Or they'll just be up and Bont will just go sit on the pine. Oh, where is this Where's this game at? Optus Stadium. I'll tell you what, McRae's going to find so much space out there. Let's do VC and C early. VC, McRae, Corey. Uh, also, how much does it piss you off that Aaron Rule has a five-round average of 111? Yeah, it does really fucking... I'll tell you what, I, I will not be happier than the week he does an injury, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Uh... It'll be at training as well. Um, Mitch, 27. Boys, hear me out. Joel Selwood as a solid M8, averaging 108, playing like an absolute king, has the bye this week and will get his rest in. You know what says it all? Six people have fucking laugh reacted at him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you now, you don't need me going haywire at you for that because six people laughing at that says enough. Joel Selwood, 514. They have been pretty impressive scores on the season. What's Guthrie worth, worth but? 60 or 609, something like that. Yeah, 609. 
break even, 132. Just, just for your midfield, though, there's just way too many. A low score of 66, 88. There's way too... too well, and Danger way. and Guthrie. Well, I know Guthrie's not that big of an in, but Duncan to come back and Danger to come back post buy. Yeah. Um, with Guthrie, oh, I'd be a little... And he, you know, he will miss a game. Yeah, he, will, he will sit out a game before the end of the season. Uh, nothing more than... Re- he will. He will at that back of the season. Yeah, okay, they probably will actually. Once once finals is all locked up, he'll just one game, one game. Sal will rested. Yeah. Because mate, he's a warrior, and come finals time, he'll want to smash his head open even more. I'll tell you what, and I'll predict this now. Mitch Duncan is going to be someone we're going to get questions about next week because he's coming off the buy. His break even is 154, and he's priced at 580. Corey, I reckon that's a watch this space. And you know I fucking love Mitch Duncan. Yeah. Um, Champy Zat Merritt, does he stay or go? What? Does he go where? <laughs> what to another another club? Is he he's talking about a I, contract I, situation? I, I hope so. I hope this doesn't mean out of his team because if you got him in your team, you don't trade him because I'm looking at getting him. <laughs> he just come. He just come off 119 this league. He's like, oh yeah, nah, it's not good enough. I'm going to trade him. 119, not good enough. Hey, right now, Zach Merritt or Darcy Parrish, who are you picking? Price, price <laughs> included. Oh, price included, I'm buying Merritt, but yeah. fuck, I'll tell you what, price is not an option. I'd, I'd want Parrish this weekend, I reckon. How good is he mean? How, how fucking dumb is it that I want Parrish on my team, but Yeah. Parrish, Lions, Guthrie. Guthrie. Walsh. Well, Walsh, I predicted pre-season. I fucking but... love it. Oh, man. Uh, does he leave Essendon? Oh, Merritt? Yeah. Oh, you know, I'd love nothing more than that, but I don't reckon he does. You asked me about seven weeks ago, I would say he's as good as gone, but the way they're tracking... Yeah. I'll and, you know, I think back. I think they've lost three games by three points or less as well. Yeah. They look you know? good. They, they actually don't. Like, look at their team, and you're like, your shit, your shit, your shit. But they're playing good team football. They're, they fucking they remind me a bit of Brisbane at the moment. There's a lot of fucking shit names in that team, Corey, but they're all coming together. You just don't know enough about... Oh, I know a lot about Brisbane, Corey. Yeah, I don't about... think you do. I've and... put a really conscious effort into Brisbane, and in fact, I'm declaring them the premiership winners of this year. <laughs> you just you told me that was shit. You told me at the start of the year they weren't making the eight. Yeah, because I, th- I thought when you win the grand final that you don't get counted in the eight. You, you make the four. Fair what, I meant, but what I meant by that is they're not making ah, five to gotcha, eight. Gotcha, gotcha. They come at number one. There was a bit of a dilemma in the household down here on the weekend. The Brisbane and Collingwood playing at the same time. Oh no! Who got who got right? Do you, you have a second TV? Uh yeah, but it wasn't on seven at the moment, so we've only got the one TV that had the KO set up to it. Um, I could have gone into lounge room. I went out to the garden, done some gardening, put the put Triple M on in my ear. Because <laughs> Collingwood's not watchable at the oh, moment. it's fucking shocking. Oh, uh, in no. all fairness, in all fairness, we did put the second half of the Pies game on when they uh, started to play a little bit of football. So, um, but watch, yeah, watch Brisbane through the window. Listen to Collingwood in my ear. Uh, Benja eleven is Bont must have, even if it means completing team with potentially only two to three trades. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. I can guarantee most teams will complete with probably two, one to two trades left. I'm I'm looking to complete with. Um, I was going through this the other day. Three, yeah. and I reckon absolute worst case scenario it'll be two. But I think I'm looking to complete with three. But I'm I've bought, I've got like every top dog I reckon. Corey. Yeah, I'm not new to this similar position to you, Bumps. But um, 
Yeah, a bit tough. You're right there, mate. Do you need to go? I can run the fort for a second. Okay, can you can you actually hear him? Yeah, yep. I'll tell you what. If the missus doesn't get him under control, Corey, we want have some serious issues in this household tonight. Is he actually coming through? He's coming I can, through. I can barely hear him with the headphones on. Yeah. I was um, surprised you could hear him. Nah, he's well. He's a little bonfire, so I know there's probably a lot of probably a lot of sooking going on in there. So. Well, I think the MCC security are just sort of just <laughs> checking there, Corey. And he just he wasn't happy with the treatment he was getting. <laughs> probably he's ninety four. Thoughts on a Grundy? Tra- oh fuck off. Thoughts on a Grundy trade in the following circumstances. Grundy to reason and upgrade to two Eber Primos. Let Grundy drop clash and go flint to Grundy for about 200k in three or so weeks. Is it worth it? Cheers. No. Corey, <laughs> do these fucking idiots know Grundy's break even? Uh, it's not even that. It, it, the problem is trades. Yeah, but his break even's 162. Do they think he's dropping to 450k? He'll be lucky to dip below 580. People are like, oh, he fucking scored a 76. That means he's going to dip 200k in price. No, it's not. He'll be lucky to dip 60k, I reckon, by the time he comes back. Don't move him. Uh, Dazza, g'day, fellas. Scored 24.76 this week. Pretty happy with that. Nice work, Dazza. He's only got 12 trades, and he only needs one defender, one mid, one forward. Still have Flynn sitting there. Um, He's 8-2 clear in his his elite's cashy. Uh, at best to hold trades this week. He's put his team in. He's already got steel. Kelly Poulton Mitchell. Gee, you got some shit defender primos, by the Corey. Yeah, Stephen May could be Daniel. And Caleb Daniel. Yeah. I, I would have loved to see. Did he say how many? He's and Tom Mitchell trades. and Cripps. But the good thing is, is he, can, he can fix a couple of. He can fix a couple of these up late. Yeah, he's going to have to if he wants to win those leagues. I would have thought. Every fucking hell. Because yeah, be he's got one, I'm just counting out there, two. He's got three positions to upgrade. Let's say that costs six trades. He's got six left. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be wanting to run May, Daniel, Cripps, side bottom, Impy. That's six there. Yeah, and you they're, can't they're, just, look, they're, you can't they're luxury. All of them out. They are yeah. luxury players. They're players that can serve a role, but they're ones that you'd ideally prefer to have something else there instead. Um, what I would do most if I was him, I'd switch Caleb Daniel to Whitfield, to be honest, because like that's that's only going to cost you one trade now, whereas in six weeks that might cost you a couple, because he's got a few trades to play with, I reckon. Yeah, but... He's also got no money on the bench, man. He's got Fullerton, McRae... I'd, I'd want to... Yeah, that's, and that's why I probably wouldn't that's be trading those kind of players at the moment. You, you probably want to be in yeah, that safe zone. You want to be in that safe yeah. zone. Um... I, I think you hold this week, though. There's, there's no reason to pull. I mean, next week you can go grab um, fucking Bianco. There's no no, no need to trade. Uh, Daz, yes. question for Bombs. I'm 571 ahead of Corey and 651 ahead of Dizar. Is it time for them to pay up in their head-to-head bets? Fuck, he's crowing early, especially with that shit team. Uh, yeah, no, Daz, I probably would have kept your mouth shut. And um, you know what I love, too? Because he's talking about sitting 8-2, clearing elites, caches, blah, blah, blah. Fuck me, I promise you, coming up against his team in finals, I will whoop it. Um, I reckon offer Dizza a 40% cash out on his money because you probably got him covered, but it's not worth the risk given what I've just seen in your team. And, um, gee, no, Corey, I think you've got him more than covered, to oh, be honest. Um <laughs> Now, Dizza, uh, no, no, this is actually, no, uh, nah, we're going to let that question go to the keeper there. Uh, pepperoni, mid-season draft tomorrow, anyone you reckon <laughs> could be? Pardon? I'll delete it so we can't read it yet. Thank you. Mid-season draft tomorrow, anyone you reckon could be a potential rookie option on the horizon from what we've heard? 
Oh, well, anyone that's fucking recruited to North Melbourne. Yeah. Collingwood too. They've got about 19 picks. Probably. Apparently we're going for that Ruckman, by the way. Who, the one I announced that got drafted to Carlton? The 19-year-old? Alex Murkoff, was it him? No, no. No, okay, that's the one I'm telling you is drafted to Carlton. I did announce that last week, Goy. Yeah. Um, Carlton got two picks, he'll be one of them. Can you do so, me a favour tomorrow night? Can you remind me that this is on? Because I guarantee I'll forget. Uh, what, what do you want to do, watch it live? Yeah, well, I might not be able to because Big Brother will be on. <laughs> Touche. I might just text you and Brett, and I might just put in a few names, pick one, you know, this, that, and we'll, yep. we'll go from there. When do we start no, the no. Big Brother podcast? Well, I mean, we're, we're wrapping up into, you know, sort of top 10 territory at the moment, Corey, so I'd suspect we want to get it started sooner rather than later. We, we might need a Big Brother chat. The Thursday. We run the Thursday night Big Brother podcast. It's about, the only, it's about the only thing that's missing in, in terms of uh, channels to chatting in the Discord, Corey. The Jettas will be all over it, the dirty bastard. <laughs> sure, Jesus, Corey. And she's still in, too. Vice Captain and Captain, my friend. Yeah, I did mention his name, McRae. And I'm filthy with myself because, you know, I wanted McRae last week and then I, I took the VC um, off him and went and bombed last second because it's like, fuck it, I'll get bombed in. I'm going to be a chat on the Friday night. Do you want some news about this week, mate? Yeah. They play the last game. I know they do. Okay. And this is why I was about to say that my line, I'd be running into McRae. My line's 134.5 this oh, week. My line last week for Grundy was 150 and you yelled at me. Yeah, well, it's stupid, <laughs> clearly. Well, one, well, don't that, pick injured yeah. players. Don't captain injured players. It's simple. It's just that smart. And McRae yeah. doesn't get injured. Hey, and, any chance oh, Parks can come back too just before, just yeah. you know, while I'm interrupting you? Can that idiot come back into the team? Do you know who they put in the back line to replace Clowney? Fucking who? Levi Kasbold. <laughs> you know why? Because they've got that big donkey. He's a he's a lump. He's a lump that um. Who's the one that plays for Sydney? He's a lump. McLean. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they thought, oh, there's one fat dinosaur down there. Let's go get <laughs> our lump of the dinosaur and fucking let's just play two dinosaurs. Surely has to come back football. in now. I would be incredibly surprised if Hasbolt held his position because they're playing West Coast this week. And I suspect that, I think Oscar Allen got injured. So I suspect that he wouldn't be lining up on JJK and he wouldn't be lining up on Darling. So they might just say to old mate, uh, you just get out of the team. And Plearman was a two-weeker from the tribunal, uh, yeah, which means yep. Parks, I would assume, would come into Hasbolt as a, almost a morals. I, I couldn't believe my eyes, correct? Definitely should. Um, anyway, keep going, vice captain, captain. Um, you know, I don't like anyone this week, which means I'm going to have to VC Clayton Oliver. I had a dream Max Gorn scored 23. I told you that, Corey. Yep. So I'm not going to take that. And so, given I don't like anyone, I'm going to VC captain. Uh, I'm going to VC captain. I'm going to VC Oliver, and 134 and a half is my line. But see, this is the beauty of the buys: is the buy players don't get locked out to the very last second. So. Run into McRae if you need to catch up a few points in your league opponent. Risk McRae. If, you, if you've virtually already won the game by matching, you know, the captain or taking the loophole option, just fucking bank the points and take take the loophole option. Yeah. So just just be active this week, yeah? Just have match, a look at that. You, match your opponent. It, it's saying, though, that you are going to take McRae, is there any way that you could condone going a little bit, you know, out there and going someone a little bit left of field? Or do you just think Oliver's just... Safe as houses. Well, I mean, you 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 wouldn't do Zorko, would you, Corey? Probably not in that game. No, and and that's the, and that's the thing because 
I'll, I'll, you know, because generally I only look at my lineup when I'm looking at something like this, and yep. it's just kind of like, no, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to do Jake Lloyd. I'm not going to do Jack Crisp. I'm not going to do Rory Laird. Um, probably Zach Merritt. Nah, I lost Richmond. I, I know Merritt's going to get 35 touches, but Merritt doesn't score 150s off 35 touches. You know Chuck what I mean? Deal with another 150 against Sydney. You might be able to VC that. But would you not feel more comfortable with Oliver? I think you always feel more comfortable with Oliver. See, I think the thing about your VC, if you half play this smart and you get someone who's going to get sort of almost 120 at a minimum, right, VC that and have it sitting there so that way you've got options on the Sunday night to either win your game or risk it by trying to get that 150, 160. You know what I mean? I was going to say Jake Lloyd, but he hasn't really done it this year, has he? Like, it's just been normally consistent flatline hundreds. Clayton Oliver, one score under 114 this year, and it's 67. Fuck, he's so good. He's, he's actually so disrespected. His last three games have been 139, 204, and 140. You know, I'm not that good at maths, Corey, but I, would <laughs> suggest, uh, I could probably just check his last three-game average because I'll have it here. 161 yeah, of his last yeah. three. I mean, yeah, I think you have to do Oliver. Yep. Yeah, Oliver into McRae. Done. Nice and easy. Anything else to add, my friend? Nope. Uh, on behalf of Bombs, myself, uh, and the patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites, and not Brett, not that he got the invite this week. Peace out, community, and thank you for listening.